Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA Front Office Show. Starting a new week, Thanksgiving week. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody, coming up here. But we do have a lot to break down in the world of the NBA. Joining me, as always, is Keith Smith. Find him on Twitter at KeithSmithNBA. You can find me at Trevor underscore Lane. Ah, oh, Keith, let's just start right into it. LeBron James and Isaiah <laughs> Stewart. What a mess that was. You and I were texting a little bit during that whole situation Man, uh, that was that was rough. That hopefully that is the worst altercation we see in the NBA for the season. Hopefully, fingers crossed. But uh, I think there's going to be some some added punishments coming down from the NBA pretty soon here. Yeah, I think so too. There's there's folks on both sides, fans and coaches, who are like, ah, that's it. Should yeah. be anything for. Our guy, the guy they're they're you know coaching or rooting for, uh, and I think everybody's wrong. <laughs> I think there's going to be. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised just because of the nature of LeBron. It was a blow uh-huh. to the face. It drew blood. It wouldn't be a surprise if there was a game. A lot of times, a flagrant two comes with a game suspension attached to it. Um, we can get into inadvertent, intentional, right. what that you know, kind of discrepancy is there. And then Isaiah Stewart's, he, he, he has to get a minimum of a game just when you like are, you're restrained. And then there was a part where I think it was right before he finally, finally got him off the court. It was like, you could see everybody was like, all right, you done? Like you're yeah. calmed down now. And then we don't know if something was yelled at him or whatever, but something set him back off and he, you know, tore through. That's the one where I don't know if you saw, uh, because it's the internet, somebody said it to the stole stone cold entrance. I did see music. that. In fact, in fact Chris, um, Chris, the masterpiece master kind of, sent me that because he thought it was so funny. And I was like, okay, it, may, yeah. it makes sense. Chris, that, that this would be yeah. the one that you would love. Yeah. But so yeah, so that was, and then, uh, and then when it came out after that, Corey Joseph, they allowed him to go around uh, behind the Lakers bench, which there was a question of like, what is going on there? And uh, Scott Foster and the officiating crew agreed. They were like, yeah, go over there. Cause Corey Joseph was like, he might try to come around the backside of the, the tunnel here, which I don't know how many people know. Like there's usually, it's just, it's yeah. connected behind um, between where the two locker rooms are in most arenas. I almost all of them. I, I think can't that think I've of any that aren't. Is that yeah. way. And yeah. yeah. Um, and that, that was, yeah. And then that situation was, you know, a whole thing there too. So my guess is we'll find out sometime probably later today. It's about 1145 here on the East coast. It's usually early mm-hmm. afternoon uh, with this. Cause I want to get, get that handed out. If there's going to be any further punishments, I don't know. I know the Lakers don't play till Correct. tomorrow, Tuesday. Uh, I don't know about the Pistons. I'll look so that up. While you're, while you're looking that up. Yeah. There was certainly some concern there that, uh, that he was going to come back around. Um, or there's the kind of kind of meet yeah. in the hallway type of situation too that we've seen play out before in the past. There's also the the secret tunnel yeah. between the Clippers locker room and the Rockets locker room, right? It's Staples <laughs> Center. Um, there's yep. that type of thing that can play out sure. too. Once even once the guys get back there, but obviously if anything happened by the locker rooms, we would have heard about that by now. So I th- hopefully, I, by hopefully now, everything was fine there. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, there's yeah. different perspectives. And the Pistons, uh-huh. just to close the loop on that, sorry, the Pistons do play uh, okay. Tuesday night as well. So both teams, neither neither uh, Lakers or Pistons are playing tonight. Monday night, both teams play on Tuesday. So we'll definitely get something today um, if there's going to be a suspension, is my guess, because they usually try to do it a day in advance so that way the teams can prepare um, like get we were, on game day. We were joking about before we came on here, 
it's going to come down the second we stop recording. That's that's when it's going to get announced. The yeah, NBA is, I'm, I'm sure, yep. monitoring 100%. us very, very closely. And so as soon as we stop recording, that's when they're going to announce what the extra punishment will be. Yep. But um, yeah, I mean, look, you, you look at, at both, both coaches kind of presented it in their own light, right? Frank Vogel called it inadvertent contact, said yep. he was trying to get his arm off of him, swung through and hit him. And that was my initial interpretation of what had happened. But Again, I'm not an unbiased source in this in this situation. I'm not an unbiased viewer because it's the Lakers, right? So that has to be taken into account. Uh, but in any event, that's the way Frank Vogel portrayed it as LeBron was trying to get his arm, uh, Stewart's arm off of him and swung through and, and inadvertently, accidentally, essentially caught him in the face. Now, he caught him hard. I mean, I've seen, I saw one place say five stitches, another place say eight stitches. But regardless of how many stitches it was, it's, yes, yeah, I mean, he, is, he was so bleeding. Funny. It was not, not good. Did not look good. Um, and then Stewart, I mean, look, Dwayne Casey classified it as failing to leave the court in a, in a, <laughs> uh, in a timely manner. That's what he called what he yeah. was doing. That was beyond that. Um, there was a moment there where the thought entered my head that they're not going to be able to stop him. The guys who were attempting to stop him, especially on that final attempt, um, the trainers and team personnel and stuff are half his size. I thought this is going to take players. This is going to take players to tackle yeah. this guy, to stop him. Um, it was certainly a, a scary moment. You saw Cade Cunningham actually reach around and lock his arms around Stewart's waist and attempt just to slow him down. Uh, a couple of different team personnel were knocked to the floor trying to trying to get a hold of him. And so that's uh, that's certainly a bad look for the NBA, particularly with it being in Detroit. So, and I've heard a yeah. bunch of reports that have come out afterwards saying Stewart is actually a great guy, does a bunch of great things uh, in the community and stuff like that, that he just lost his head for a minute, but, and that's fine. But I, I think there are still going to be some, some repercussions probably, you know, again, on, on both sides, like you said, a flagrant two very rarely winds up as just, uh, okay, well, you can still play next game. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, it's, so let's talk about both players yeah. here. Cause I've seen a lot of like, this guy's a nobody. He's just trying to go viral. Cause it's LeBron one. He's not a nobody. Isaiah Stewart is yeah. a good player. He's been a good player for two years. Well, a season, season yeah. plus now. Cause he's in his second year, but he's into his second year of being a pretty good player. He's a first round draft pick. Like he can play. He's not a, not a nobody. I get it. The Pistons are bad. They were bad last year. They're bad this year. A lot of people probably aren't watching them, but he's not a nobody. He's not just some dude is out there. He's also not a, uh, he's a plays very hard. He plays very aggressive, but he's not a dirty player. He's not somebody who's overly mm -hmm. physical or anything like that. I kind of compare him to Montrezl Harrell sure. a little bit in the style that they play with. It's very aggressive around the basket. There's um there's some violence in the game as far as just when they dunk, they dunk it hard. They go to the basket hard. They rip down rebounds yeah. hard, all that stuff. Um, in people, I think are getting a misconception because they're seeing him. He got tangled up with Blake Griffin, which, in my opinion, Blake Griffin was as much the instigator there as as uh. Now I'm gonna say Montrose Harrell as Isaiah Stewart was. So I don't like that. Like that's that. And then on LeBron's side, there's a lot of things you can say about LeBron James. Calling him a dirty player, I don't think that's one of them. I don't like. There was, there was a point in time when he was on the Heat where I very much felt Dwayne Wade was the dirty player there because that was where you'd mm -hmm. see Dwayne Wade do the kind of those cross body checks in the lane right. and those kind of things, but it's not LeBron. Now I think, I think this is just my complete opinion on this. I think it was, I think that there was frustration 
all around from the Lakers in that game because quite frankly they were playing poorly at the time that that happened. Um, And then I think LeBron was frustrated too. Stewart certainly leaned into him pretty hard on that box out. And I don't think, think by any means LeBron intended to I'm going to hit him in the face with my, my hand him open. and split right, him yeah. open. There was no way that was his intention. Now, it's when a guy grabs a rebound and he comes up swinging his elbows. Uh-huh. No, your intention is not to catch somebody in the face with it. But if it happens, that's what happens. That's what I felt like is I'm going to swing hard here. My intention is not this, but that was the end result. And I think the refs got it mm-hmm. right. The, the ejection was absolutely warranted. And then... I have no issue with Stewart, right? We've all been there. You, you you taste a little bit of your own blood, and then it just does something, right? It kind of sets you off. And I think he was right to an extent of like, hey, now I'm like, I realize how bad I'm bleeding. I'm going to go after guys. That's not the end of the world. Then it just yeah. all went too far after that. And then, you know, Russell Westbrook, I mean, you can miss me with the whole, I got a technical in that. Dude, you were yelling and screaming stuff across, you know, uh, like 40 guys in between you. Like, of course you're going to get a technical for, you know, escalating things there. Like, what are you Yeah, the referees about? did classify you know, him as an escalator in that situation. And he escalator. was, and he was. Yeah in shock about this he didn't even realize he had gotten a technical foul but uh but yeah come on and and maybe he right we've all seen those situations too where some guy sometimes guys they don't know what they're saying in those types of situations and maybe that's what happened there but yeah i think it was it was unfortunate i don't like how some people are now saying like lebron's been doing this stuff for years he has because i've never seen it like i've never seen it. there's a lot of guys you can say that about for sure um i think it was just it was an unfortunate situation that went way too far. And I think too, the NBA, they don't like no. this stuff either. They hate these kind of things. That's why it usually tends to be punched a little bit harder. So my guess is it's probably going to be a game for LeBron, a game or two for Isaiah Stewart. And then we move on till they play in like a week from now in, in Los Angeles, where I'm sure, uh, I'm sure Isaiah Stewart is going to get nothing but a nice warm, warm I'm welcome sure. uh, when they play the Lakers. Well, and that was, yeah, my my issue with what happened with Isaiah Stewart was the initial action. I can see him being fired up and being angry, but after yeah. that stops, and this happened twice, it stopped, and then he went again, yeah. and then it stopped again, and he told everybody something to the effect of, I'm good, I'm fine, it's over, and then he went again. And then he he had he had yep. time to compose yep. himself and think, and then still made the choice to continue going. So that's where I think the NBA will, will come down a little bit harsher on on him, or at least there'll there'll be additional fines. And compared to Dwayne Casey saying, "Oh, it was just he didn't leave the court in a timely manner," like there's there's <laughs> sure. a bit more to it than that. Yeah, join Casey and Frank Vogel. I mean, good job, right? You had your guys yes. back. But <laughs> oh, all that's happening is for both sides there. Uh, general fans of the sport and fans of the other 29 teams on both sides there are laughing at their, them and being like, come on, you're being yeah. ridiculous, <laughs> you know, cause it's, but that's what you do, right. As a mm-hmm. coach, it's, uh, you know, it's kind of like, I always say, I'd say with, uh, you know, with, with, um, you know, if I ever need a character witness in a, in a trial, I want it to be my mom because my mom's going to be like, he's a good boy. He doesn't do, do those things. Right. So it turns into, you know, that kind of situation, but yeah, it, it's just, you know, yeah, let, let's see. 
Yeah, well, like we said, we'll find out the uh, minute minute this comes down. So don't come back and yell at us and call us dumb for not talking about the punishment because it's going it's, to happen after we're done right. recording. The second we hit stop, that's when it's going to happen. Uh, a couple things yep. from the uh, yep. the Warriors just to move on here. Draymond Green wants to be the defensive player of the year again. And I think that's it. Look, I'm not saying he's going to win it, but for Draymond, that's the right mindset for him to have on this on this Warriors yep. team. And he is yeah, playing he's been, he's. Yeah, he's playing. He's been playing great. So if I'm a if I'm a Warriors fan, I'm I'm saying yes. That's exactly where your head should be at right now, Draymond. You should be doing all of that kind of stuff and letting everything else fall in where it may. Because look, the the Warriors have plenty of scoring. They've got great things going on there. You're gonna have Clay Thompson, who we're gonna get to in a minute, uh, coming back. And if he is in that mindset of I want to be the best defender in the NBA, that's my goal this season. I think that's going to help the Warriors out a lot in terms of furthering their team goal. Yeah, he is playing kind of the peak yeah. Draymond level again. He's playing great defense, facilitating, rebounding. He's not doing a lot of scoring, but that's not what he did when they're at their height. And it's getting lost fairly because Stephen Curry is playing unreal. Um, probably the MVP right oh, now, yeah. if, if if we were picking the, a, the you know, favorite. an MVP this early. Uh, yeah, he's you know playing great. But I think he has been so good. That's what's getting lost a little bit in this is uh, Andrew Wiggins is playing really well. Uh, 19 point game. He's up around 50% shooting from the floor. He's uh, just uh, uh, over 36% from three. And then our guy, Jordan Poole, after a slow start, he's coming on. He had a monster game uh, last game. So now all of a sudden this Warriors team, it's like even if Clay Thompson is like just a really good spot up shooter, that's that alone is scary <laughs> that you're going to add yep. that to, to this team that is, you know, playing so well. And then even if James Wiseman is a 10 minute a night defense energy big off your bench, that can just kind of make some rim runs do do some shot blocking and those kind of things that again, kind of scary that that's what they're going to add to this team here in pretty short order. Like they, they are really good. Like it, I keep saying they're not the 70 win warriors and I don't believe they are. But I'm kind of buying into, I think this team is for real a title contender as long as they stay healthy with their main yeah, guys. Yeah, uh, agreed, agreed. I think that they they legitimately are. Uh, and speaking of Clay Thompson, he has maybe been cleared to practice? Maybe? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> maybe? The report yeah. was that he'd been cleared to practice, but Steve Kerr um, said he had no idea about any, any of that. So you would... Yeah, Steve Kerr kind of said, that's news yeah. to me. Like, thanks that somebody let me know. Now that could just be... You know, being coy right. and and that, but yeah, it's. Uh, but bottom yeah. line, Clay Thompson is <laughs> is on the comeback trail. We're we're still expecting him maybe sometime around Christmas or so, something like that. It's not like okay, he's cleared to practice. Quick, throw him in a game. They're going to give him time to get his legs under him and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but it's it's going to be sooner rather than later. We're not talking about March here that he's going to be coming back. Like it's going to be weeks, not months, and so that's that's exciting. Sorry, I was on mute because I was typing. Yes, you are correct. I was I was answering a, a question uh, from from uh, somebody about basketball. So it was at least basketball well, related. I, I wasn't. I didn't get completely. Distracted. You can't give us your full attention so, here, Keith. Really? On. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I apologize. It, I, shiny object distracted me. It was an easy question to answer, and then of course I turned it into a longer. I should have. I didn't. I wasn't looking at your video at the time. I would have just kept kept talking and and gone into some more stuff. But I threw it. <laughs> 
That's right all right. You were your... doing what you should be doing, which is looking at the camera. And I was staring down at my keyboard <laughs> while I was trying to type around my microphone. So, uh, all right, I'm back. I'm back. I'm, I'm good. I'm Let's, locked well, in. we only have one more thing on, on this, uh, this segment here of the show. Let's talk about Ben Simmons. Uh, I don't think this is Simmons siren worthy, but we're hearing now that Ben Simmons, the 76ers might be willing to go into next season in order to get this Ben Simmons deal done. Eventually, um, it just drags on. Again, December 15th, that's the big yeah, date yeah. right now that we're waiting for for other players around the NBA to become trade eligible, guys who signed contracts this last offseason. But Ben Simmons uh, still a 76er for now. We're still kind of in this standoff. Uh, mental health reasons, part of why he hasn't been playing. The 76ers going back to fining him. Rich Paul saying that the fines are making everything worse. And around and around we go. Yeah, it's um yeah, it's it, no real update beyond the maybe taking it the full year. That part is yeah. a little interesting. Uh the other thing is uh Kyle Newbeck, um a Philadelphia based uh, beat reporter, has come out and said that uh, Jeremy Grant is not one of the players on their uh, list of 30 oh. players and that there's no interest from the Sixers side there. So, it's uh it's funny cuz I saw a it was a um a thread over on the real GM message boards. Um, I was doing, doing a couple, looking at a couple things. And if you go to their main page, it'll show you uh, the top yeah. threads. And it kind of was like, I think the title was something like, so who are the 30? And it was interesting to look at it and see like all the, like they were trying to come up with the consensus 30 players and, and that it was kind of fun. So that, that maybe that's something, maybe that's a game we yeah, need to play uh, a little, little later here of like, who, who are the 30 players on the Sixers list and try to come up with a, come come up with a consensus here hey i want to do one one yeah. quick thing before we close this out because i thought this was really neat i'm gonna probably say his name wrong so i apologize if i do it's tom i think it's tom bassin okay. um at tv bassin so tv b-a-s-s-i-n-e um he tweeted uh his and i quote tweeted it so you can find it on my twitter who owns each quarter and it was um net rating uh-huh. by quarter the warriors net rating in the third quarter is 30.7 lord plus 30 points like that's not even that's not even fathomable that like you your net rating is plus 30.7 like that doesn't even make sense the pistons third quarter uh net rating which is the second worst like of any quarter on here is a negative 25.3 so like there's there's only a couple others even in a quarter that are above 20 the utah jazz fourth quarter net rating Eight plus 18.9. The Celtics, to no surprise to Celtics fans, fourth quarter net rating, negative 14.6. So they've definitely had some struggles uh, in closing out games. But it's really interesting to kind of flip Mm -hmm. through as we're approaching the 20-game mark uh, for most teams. So just something kind of of fun to to see is, uh, you know, how teams kind of open. And you could start to draw some things out of this because you can see – like Miami's really good in first and third quarters and then not so great in second right. and fourth. And you start to think, well, they've got a really good starting five. Don't have much of a bench. You know, does, does that do it? So the Lakers are the, the um, third just quarter, to give you a little terrible. bit of Lakers flavor. Third quarter, negative 20 yep. points. Sounds about right. Uh, rating for the Lakers. So uh, one of the worst in league, really good first quarters. Not so great. Second quarter, basically offsets. And then their fourth quarters that they're, they're, they're uh, Plus a little bit, plus two points too. Uh, so yeah, just just cause something kind of interesting. But yeah, the Warriors plus thirty point seven in the third quarter. So it's a 
Yeah, if you you're watching a Warriors game, you better be back uh, sitting in your seat when halftime ends because they're probably gonna probably gonna blow a team out at that point. All right, guys. Well, I think that's a that's a great place to take a a break here. Let's take a quick break. You know, Sports Talk Radio can have a major influence on the lens that we view sports through and therefore can influence our betting decisions. If you miss the biggest sports headlines from the night before and wonder how that might impact this week's bets, you can relive the best in sports from the night before with BetMGM Tonight presented by BetMGM. BetMGM has a live show that does a great job of giving you the highlights from sports while providing a little bit of betting info as well just makes you more informed and more confident when you're placing your bets and it is a lot of fun it's engaging it's polarizing it's relevant you can get caught up in the sports betting world with a heavy dose of entertainment Host Quentin Mayo from NBC Sports Washington and Ryan Horvat from 1250 AM The Fan and Trista Crick are joined by on-site correspondents to bring you insider information in real time. Every detail matters when you're making bets. BetMGM Tonight dives deeper to help give you the edge. It's fun to bet on the game. It's even more fun when you've got the inside scoop. Tune in to BetMGM Tonight presented by BetMGM. Listen on Odyssey, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Trevor Lane here. You can follow me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane on Instagram at Trevor Lane NBA joined by Keith Smith. Follow him at Keith Smith NBA over on the Twitter machine. Keith, uh, man, a couple of fairly negative stories. Well, I guess depending on your perspective here, let's start off with Luke Walton let go by the Sacramento Kings. I say depending on perspective because I have seen Kings fans who are celebrating here. Uh, but Luke Walton, mm-hmm. like oh, the first coach to lose his job this season, looks like Alvin Gentry is going to be the guy to take over in Sacramento. Was it was it time for this to happen with the with the Kings? Was it maybe past time for this to happen? What were your, what were your thoughts on the Kings making this move? Yeah, I think it should have happened in the off season. I, I just I don't like when you. Now you bring in a new coach. It's Alvin Gentry who's been there. He's going to be the interim head coach for the rest of this season. Uh, he's, he was there as an assistant. He's also under contract for next year. So my guess is this is somewhat of an audition to see can they play well enough right. that it'll keep the job into next year. But I just don't like when you you could have taken your off season, albeit a shorter one than usual, but still better than it was two seasons ago. Um, you could have let the new coach install mm-hmm. a system have some same personnel, really build this thing out and go. And yet they hung on to Luke Walton when I think we all knew where this was headed uh, one way or the other, unless they had really come out and shocked everybody. And, you know, if they were 11 and six now, of course he wouldn't be fired, but instead they're six and 11. They've lost three straight. They want to say they've lost Mm -hmm. like eight out of 10 or something like that, or in that range. And that they, they're, they've now kind of fallen it's only a game and a half. It's not anything crazy, but they're now out of the, the playing picture in the West. So, you know, this is a, let's try to get a new coach in here. Let's salvage this. Let's try to get, get at least into the play in tournament, give ourselves a chance. They are uh, Alvin Gentry is now going to be, I believe the 11th coach in the last 15 years uh, for the Kings. Um, and oh, those 15 years, that's the playoff. Yeah, I mean, drought. the Kings have, uh, they have not made the, the playoffs since 2006 torn through coaches. I mean, what Rick Adelman was with their last long-term coach, right? Ever since then, it's yep. been, it's been just a revolving yep. door. Uh, you mentioned the Kings are six and 11. Their, their point differential right now is a minus two. 
it's early still in the season to where that may not be the best mm-hmm. indicator, but that but that on the surface suggests that they're probably a little bit better than where they are right now. So I'd say there's a decent yep. chance that even if Luke Walton had stayed, they probably would have moved up in the standings a bit. And now Alvin Gentry comes in and they may move up in the standings and people will then point to that as being, oh, see, Luke Walton was the problem. Um that being said, I don't think Luke Walton was doing himself any favor. You know, there were some questionable comments from some players on the team, Tristan Thompson. Uh, you know, there, it didn't seem like the Kings were fully behind Luke at this point. And um, like you said, it was yeah. probably the right move to make during the offseason. So, yeah. Yep. And <laughs> things are so bad in Sacramento. Did you see the story of the, the, the fan? I saw that. up on the court. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that just, that one just makes me laugh. I mean, it happened near the Utah bench. The guy was, he basically puked all over the court. They had to delay the game for 20 minutes. There's a, there's a video and pictures of um, the Kings mascot. I think he just jumped in there to make yeah. it funny, but he's in there wiping up on the sideline and, and everything. And then Rudy Gobert's, quote is hilarious he says i actually made eye contact with him he was smiling he was smiling and throwing up at the same time wow that just i saw that story after being i had it shut down as you know celtics lakers post game then i shut down and then went into uh do do another stuff it was uh then yeah and then Saturday, the Celtics played. I did that, shut it down again when this happened. And I didn't see this until midday Sunday because we were in a soccer tournament with our daughter. And I just, I couldn't stop laughing. I was like, what the hell happened in, in this game? I made this guy puke all over the court. The Kings so, were yeah. that gross. So, the, the Kings play on the yeah, court with that gross time, that, he, that he threw up. And uh, and then Luke Walton was gone because because he's making fans throw you make the fans there, throw up you're out you gotta you gotta change something you're out. Yeah, that's it they're they're puking on the core you, you gotta change something I just i just love the idea he was smiling and throwing <laughs> up at the same he was throwing he was he was I, happy to get all of that bad basketball play that he had witnessed out it. of his system that's what was happening what yep. he had the, the bad basketball he, he had was, ingested he was, was kicked out of his system i guess oh gosh this is awful um <laughs> all right let's go to a story that Probably wants to make Nuggets fans oh, throw up man. a little bit. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. Uh, we went out with a back injury yep. uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, we he, we saw it on something that. didn't look right. He went up for for a that's layup. what I was saying. That play where you could see you could see that he just didn't. He yeah. had no lift. He yeah. couldn't. He physically could not dunk the basketball yeah. in that moment. Yep. And and he immediately yeah. grabbed at his back, um, tried to play, had to leave. Now Mike Singer of the Denver Post has reported um, that he has a nerve issue in his back that could force him to miss the entire 21-22 season, so the rest of this season. Uh, and he even says Porter could undergo another back surgery to address the issue. He's already had two back surgeries um, already. Uh, this is what caused mm-hmm. him to slide in the draft. Um, with the back uh, problems, uh, then he looked pretty good. He looked pretty good. He missed his entire rookie years. They were strengthening his back following the second surgery, and then looked pretty good when he came back his second year, but his rookie year. And then last year looked great. Didn't look like you know foundational piece for the Nuggets. They're moving it forward enough so that the Nuggets signed him to a max contract extension, uh, which will kick in next year. At about twenty nine point seven million, and there's 
a lot of people have been asking me, does this have the Joel Embiid protection in it? Like, like Joel Embiid's contract mm-hmm. had with the 76ers. And the answer is no. Um, it has some protection in it uh, for the Nuggets, but it's not quite to the level of Embiid's where with Embiid's, there was a couple different points where the Sixers basically could have got out of it completely clean. What it is, is the final season, 2026, 27, uh, Porter is said to make $39.3 million in that season. In the final year, that five-year max, it's 12 million guaranteed. It is 17 million guaranteed. If he makes the all-star team once in the, uh, prior year, so anytime between 2022 and 2026, um, or um, if he makes it twice, and then there's other criteria met, which are all basically tied to games played um, as, as one of the criteria, then it becomes fully guaranteed. So not much. there's a little bit of protection for the Nuggets but to get out of there, but not from much. I mean, it's, I mean, yeah, four years from exactly. So the next, the next four seasons, no matter what, um, he's under contract for about $133.3 million over the next four. He is one of uh, three max players on dead books next year, along with Jokic, Jamal Murray, and then um, and then you've got Aaron Gordon, $10 million. Uh, you've got Will Barton at $14.4 million, so very, very expensive team. Uh, in Denver, and they, you know, it, it's scary. I, uh, back injuries ruin the career of my favorite basketball player yeah. of all time. So I'm always a little leery about those. So here's my question with this situation, Keith. Um, we talk about, you know, disabled player exception. Is that if it looks like the season is over for him, and number one, is that the path they go down? And then you mentioned the max extension doesn't kick in until next year. So his salary mm-hmm. this year is only, what, $8 million and and change. Even Not even, 5.2. It's 5.2 this season? Yeah. I had it at, at 8. Okay. 5.2. My yeah. goodness. So, the, so you're not looking at it. If you're a Denver Nuggets fan, even if you get that disabled player exception, it's not going to be like they suddenly have a lot of money to absorb a bigger contract or anything like that. This Correct. is a situation where he, he might just be gone. And that's, and at best, maybe you find some somebody to help fill in a little bit, but it's not going to be any significant salary coming in or anything like that. Yeah. How it works with the disabled player exception um, for, uh, for those who are, are curious, it is the players that you get the max of half of the player's salary or up to the non-taxpayer mid-level exception amount. So what that means is the um the in Michael Porter Jr.'s case is they'd get about 2.6 million or so, 2.65 million um is what they would get. Um they would be able to then use that to sign one player. Now your challenge is at this point in the year that's not all that much higher than the um the minimum exception, mm-hmm. especially for a veteran player. Right. So, uh, but it doesn't come with an extra roster spot. It doesn't come with any of that. Uh, so that's something Denver would have to work around as well because they they do have a full roster right now. So my guess is they're just they're just gonna have to ride this out. Um, they have pretty good forward depth because yeah. you've got Aaron Gordon, Jeff Green. Uh, Jamichael Green at the can play the four for you. Uh, PJ Dozier can play some three. Will Barton play some three. So so they're okay. The bigger problem is Jokic can only do so much. In yeah. you're already missing Murray. Well, Murray's not there. Yeah, you start to where, where's your offense going to go? Is it going to become harder? And it, it just it kind of not even kind of. I'll just say it direct. It stinks because 
this Nuggets team was a team where it looked like they were, it was all kind of coming together for right. them after the Aaron Gordon trade. Um, it felt like it was, all right, this team's the next big contender in the West, and they're going to you know, be right up there as the you know Suns kind of came into there, uh, being with the Lakers, with the Clippers, with mm-hmm. the um, uh, Jazz, uh, and then, of course, um, the Warriors now back in it. It looked like, our, who take your pick out of those? I think we even might have said that at the beginning yeah. of the year, um, and now it's now it's you're left kind of wondering, you know, all right, where is this going to go? There's still still be a playoff team, but like how good can you really be? And then trade. A couple of people said, you know, could they do trades and all that? I mean, sure, yeah, you could, but like, with what? Like, what are you? Who are you moving they here? Because it just it gets a little hard. Yeah, you already kind of did that. Uh, yep. Rough, rough for the Nuggets and for for Michael Porter Jr. as well. Hopefully, he is able to recover from from this. And uh, and again, back issues scary, and uh, hopefully, something that he is able to make a recovery from. Uh, hopefully we do see him again this season. Uh, other injury news that we've got here. Markeith Morris expected to miss 10 games due to whiplash from the Nikola Jokic shoulder tackle, whatever we want to call that. Uh, when he hit, hit, hit Morris in the back, that this was what a week, week and a half ago that this happened. And, uh, Markeith Morris is still dealing with the whiplash from that effect. I mean, we see this in car accidents and let's face it. Nikola Jokic is kind of like getting hit by a car. So, uh, maybe not a huge yeah. surprise, but uh, but not something you see a lot of in the NBA, a whiplash injury. No, Morris has the history of neck issues that, that have kept him out in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of further testing the Heat's depth. They That's that's a spot they don't have a lot. Uh, behind uh, Bam Adebayo and P.J. Tucker, you've got Dwayne Dedman, but he's truly a, a five only. Mm-hmm. Uh, so backup four kind of has been more jimmy butler uh when tucker needs to go out they just slide butler up up a spot uh there because that they they don't have a guy to just step in there they they don't have a backup four and they don't really have a backup point guard those are the two two kind of holes there and they've got an open roster spot but limited ability to spend well we'll see you know where that goes uh for miami but their depth is going to be tested for another week or so uh we also have nicholas batum is dealing with uh, with COVID protocols, and according to Ty Lue, he's going to be out a while. That's that's not great. Yeah, to hear. yeah. Talk about lack of forward depth. Right. I mean, the other Morris, Marcus Morris, is still out for for the Clippers. Kawhi, of course, is out. So they started Amir Coffee last night. He's more of a two three than he is a three four. Uh, they're they're just asking a lot more of Paul George. Mm-hmm. So they're they're really going to be pushing. These guys are probably going to need to to play Justice Winslow quite a bit more now, just to get a little bit more forward size on the court. But this is a team that against the Jazz, they 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 did pretty well playing four smalls around one big. Uh, so my guess is they they just kind of go back to that look to survive for as long as you need to until you start getting some of these guys back. Yeah, absolutely, uh, Nick Claxton for the Nets out uh, with an undisclosed. Yeah, this illness. is scary. For several weeks, he's going to be out. That's. Like obviously they're not saying exactly what it is, but that's um, mm-hmm. that's not good. An undisclosed illness, and it's going to be weeks. We're not talking about this. Isn't just like a cold, or he got the the generic flu, or something like that. There's something else going on here. Yeah, I'm trying to find a quote from him. So just give me one second. Sure. I will find it. What he said was. So he was actually at a charity event. He said, I'm in the ramp up stage right now. I'm reconditioning myself. I got sick. I lost a lot of weight. 
I've put the weight back on. I'm feeling good, hoping to be back uh, within the next couple of weeks. Um, he said I was sick. That's the, that's the extent I want to go with. I was sick, but I'm feeling better. I'm getting back to where I need to be uh, with that. So, yeah, it's um, that's it really is kind of scary. If, if we go back now, it's been kind of lost, but he was their starting yeah. center for the Nats. Uh, he's their best defensive big uh, by far um, on the roster because – Blake Griffin's not that. Lamar Saldridge is not that. Paul Millsap has been out for a while now. Um, looks like he's probably losing a step. Let's see. I uh, no. thought maybe that was it, Trevor. I got the Twitter notification. I thought maybe that was the, the news we're waiting on if there's suspensions, as we talked about in our earlier right. episode. Um, but yeah, it's uh let's see what that um you know what that looks like uh for the the Nets. They're just gonna have to kind of keep keep getting getting through it. Um, you know, with that, LaMarcus Aldridge had some interesting comments too. Uh, he talked about how, um, coming off the bench is new for him. Uh, he's still figuring it out and it's not as comfortable and those kind of things. And that makes mm-hmm. sense for a guy who has done nothing but start, uh, for his entire career. Uh, so yeah, it, we're, we're, we're going to see, you know, where, um, where all this, uh, kind of comes down to, but yeah, uh, scary stuff for, um, um, uh, Nick Claxton there. So hopefully he is right and he is on the mend. We'll this be is back just soon. like the negative episode. I'm, I'm kind of realizing that as I'm looking over our show notes here, we've got, we've got Andrew yeah. Michael Porter Jr. Coach gets fired, something. whiplash, Batum, Claxton. And now let's finish things up with, Oh, Canada, Canada won't allow unvaccinated <laughs> athletes into the country after January 15th. Now, again, it's been reported that the vast majority of the NBA is vaccinated. Um, and obviously one of the yeah. more high, you want to say we were down to like 15 ish. Right. So, and, and Kyrie's yeah, not playing anyway. Like that's, that would be the big headliner one, right? If, if, if yeah. Kyrie was playing and then the Nets had a game in Canada in in Toronto, like, okay, that would be a story there, but we're, we're dwindling here in terms of the number of players who are unvaccinated. So I don't know how big of an impact this will make, but still it's something to keep an eye on January 15th. As of that date, no unvaccinated athletes can be allowed in. Now, obviously, that's going to apply to other sports as well. So you can think about, you know, the NHL, um, what that might mean there. But but the bottom line is for the NBA, I don't think this is going to be a huge, huge deal. Unless, of course, you are one of the 10, 15 or so players that are still unvaccinated. Yeah, 16 home games for the the Raptors after that January 15th date. Um, So, you know, a couple teams, it looks like just eyeballing it are in there uh, twice. Looks like Boston goes there. No, Boston doesn't because their other time is before that. But Boston goes there once uh, late in the year. Uh, Atlanta, Mm -hmm. Philly, Houston. um, They've got a little homestand at the end of March. So, yeah, it's it's. We're going to find out, right? We'll find out real quick if there is players. Um, if for some reason Kyrie is able to to return to the Nets before then, the Nets do play uh, in Canada um, on the, uh, let's see, the 20, I just lost a March 1st. Okay. So that would be after this yeah. date. So, you know, maybe, maybe even if he is back somehow, but, but unvaccinated, he wouldn't be able to go there. So, you know, and before people yell and scream that the NBA has to do something, the NBA no can't Trump, just like they can't, can't Trump any local rules in, um, the, state they, or, the municipalities or Brooklyn, yeah. they, in the states they certainly can't in canada you know that that's not, not a thing they can do so it's just you know it is what it is and we you, you gotta you gotta kind of deal with it and, and yep. move on yep so we'll see we'll find out i mean we don't have a pretty a very good sense of 
who is not vaccinated in the NBA right now, but perhaps this will be revealing. It's also possible that the handful of players who are unvaccinated don't have a game in, in Toronto during that after January 15th. So we may, we may not find out. We'll, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, there's only 16 of them. So yeah, so there's a good chance that there's a, uh, you know, that definitely something there. Um, uh, but let's end on a little bit of a positive. Oh, good. I, I don't okay. want to, man, this show is, um, just in general, kind of a, a weird week um, for the NBA because there's no games on Thursday because uh, mm-hmm. of the Thanksgiving holiday. They steer clear of the NFL uh, on that day and a half for years. So that means there's kind of these loaded schedules on Monday, whole bunch of games, uh, loaded schedule on Wednesday, 13 games uh, on Wednesday. Um, so you, the good opportunities on those nights to be be, be uh, kind of bouncing around the um, the league pass style. And then um, this is the positive I was going to. Uh, especially we know we have a lot of international viewers mm-hmm. um the friday uh saturday and sunday we get some early tips um oh, so nice. our international friends can, can see some stuff so yeah uh the, the black friday early tip um is pistons clippers uh then saturday six o'clock timberwolves 76ers and then uh sunday we've got the afternoon game warriors clippers which is actually a pretty good one at 3 30 and then there's a whole couple more too bucks pacers celtics raptors kings grizzlies all before 7 7 p.m eastern so uh i stretched there to find a positive but i i we had to do something we know we have a lot of international friends who watch and absolutely and listen so you know we'll, we'll uh we'll, we'll be happy for those guys so we're we're, we're pretty psyched for them Got it. Got to like that. Okay. So there is a positive to end on, but I guess, Oh, here's one. Jalen Brown's probably going to play tonight. There you go. That's a positive. That's a good one. He's probably him and Robert Williams Celtics, uh, knock on wood back to basically full, full health, uh, starting, starting tonight, which is they've won a couple in a row now that they have Houston. So God forbid they lose that one. That'll be a Mm. miserable Thanksgiving. Should that happen? Um, uh, the Rockets are on a 14 game losing streak coming into town. So, uh, yeah, so so Celtics getting healthy. So we'll we'll there there's a real true positive. I there, I, I follow them. There's certainly a, a positive there. I always want to hear about players getting healthy and also positive. We appreciate all the support that we've gotten here on this this channel and this show. Make sure if you're not doing so already, you do subscribe. Don't forget to turn on notifications as well. And follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever we do appreciate if you rate, review, and subscribe over there. All right, everybody, that's going to wrap things up for today. Appreciate it. Till next time, stay safe and see ya.